Sit side Take a deep breath. Exhale. Relax your shoulders, soften your face as you continue these long, deep breaths. Yes, breathing is part of life. <laughs> it is life. And yet, so often, we forget to pause and breathe. How many times? Let's not go there. Let's find our cat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this story, not in the story episodes, but some other episodes I did uh, you know, earlier. Uh, and this is my go-to story. Like, seriously, if you know me, you know that you'll find me talking about this cat every now and then. So, <laughs> let's dive. So there was this uh, monastery or a temple, the monks, disciples, right? Their routines, practices. And um, every morning and evening, they used to sit in this meditation for, you know, half an hour, one hour. And uh, it was a practice. Every single place have some routines, you know, temples, homes, our lives, offices, work, recreation, just name it. We all have some routines. And when you go to these kind of places, they have more formal routines, right? We wake up every morning, hopefully, or, you know, late afternoon or early afternoon, late afternoon, depending on whatever we do, but we all wake up, right? You can sleep 24 hours, maximum 36, but you have to wake up to feed your body. That's a body routine, right? So these temples have the routine of morning and evening meditation. One day during the meditation, there was a cat came in playing. And, you know, the cat is going from one disciple to another. And the master monk is looking at the cat and kind of like noticing the disturbance the cat is creating. The playfulness, right? Because cat doesn't know about meditation <laughs> yet. So next day, the cat came again. And the next day, so the monk ordered one of the disciples or requested, you know, can you please tie the cat and put some milk and we'll untie the cat after our meditation practice is done. Just so, you know, the cat doesn't create the disturbance. So the disciple did that. And the cat continued to come again and again and again. And they continued to do this the whole, uh, thing, you know, where they'll tie the cat to the pillar, give some milk, and then later on, they'll untie the cat. If you know anything about cats, I don't know a lot, but I know that they don't like to be tied down. So, but because the cat always knew that, you know, the monk will let her free after their meditation is done, because we're creatures of habit including the animals, they do understand. They, they are kind of like, a, they have their own way of understanding humans. <laughs> like we have our own way of understanding animals, right? So anyways, long story short. <laughs> so after a few years, this master monk died. And, you know, some of the disciples left, some were still there. And the new master monk didn't knew the story behind, like why the cat was tied to pillar. After a few years, the cat died too. 
And this new monk asked the disciples to go find a cat, <laughs> bring the cat, tie it to the pillar, serve the milk, and then let the cat go. Poor cats. The disciples, before every you know practice, they'll go out and they'll find the cats and they'll bring the cats, drag the cats, tie to the pillar, and as soon they untie the cats, they'll they run away and never come back. Apparently, they were just so done with you know every single morning and evening going to fi- trying to go fighting the cat and this and that. They finally decided to cage a cat, and. It continues. It's kind of like uh, this is sometimes our lives. We, some routines, some practices were established so far long ago, you know, so many years ago, centuries ago sometimes, for our convenience or to almost tackle a disturbance. So it is not a disturbance anymore. But apparently, we are just following some of those routines just because that, that is how they are passed on to us and we forgot the scientific or even a logical explanation behind those things. So how many cats, here's the question, how many cats you have caged? We all have. I know my cats and I always trying to find those habits or those routines and trying to untie my cats or uncage, set them free kind of things. And this is one of the most important things on the self-realization. We really have to find those things because we are following just because, you know, they have been passed, either understanding those completely and having a good reason to continue doing it or to set ourselves free. It's not the, we basically, in this case, our own mind is the cats. (laughs) So we have to set ourselves free sometimes from all these rituals. Find those cats and setting those free really help in the self-realization journey because sometimes, you know, people will almost cage themselves or box themselves just because. Setting free is what self-realization is, mindfulness is. And one of the things that comes to my mind is sometimes the obligations. Just because, you know, very many times we have been taught, oh, be nice to other people and be, you know, give other people if even if you don't have anything and take care of other people. Self-care is selfish. That is the biggest cat. It's almost a lion in a cage <laughs> and it doesn't belong there. Self-care is not selfish. Mindfulness is not a waste of my, uh, time. Self-care is the most important thing, the best thing we can do to ourselves to be able to help others. So I'll invite you, I invite you today, take a few breaths, sit in this mindfulness and try to find that habit your or routine or something that you're just doing just because or somebody said that and try to set yourself free it will be very liberating with that thought let it go thank you